peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings everybody out there in Greenland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan I am your host, the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It's my pride and privilege to be doing so, so thank you all very much, listeners, new and old alike. If this is your first episode, thank you very much and welcome aboard. Check out the archives. When you get a chance, there are hundreds of episodes available free on website and the many different platforms that host the podcast, such as Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, you know, all the others. You can check out my social media for daily updates and posts, as well as uh, up-to-date, you know, notifications for whenever I produce a new episode or uh, collaboration or interviewed. I also post videos uh, from the dark web, video evidence of UFOs the paranormal and other incredible things so if you would like to be in line with that in step with that then go ahead and check out link tree slash beyond top secret texan link tree beyond top secret texan uh the only link you're ever going to need link tree slash beyond top secret texan will bring you to all of it basically in a directory you can just peruse and pick what you prefer and remember sharing sharing with your community sharing on your social media and sharing online um, the forums discussions everything is highly appreciated it helps me out tremendously and it really is uh, proof that you know, I'm reaching out to you guys, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting received, what I'm saying is being heard, etc. And with your help, we can increase the footprint, we can increase the traction, and then we can all increase the quality of the broadcast. So thank you all very much. Uh, cash tips and donations are greatly appreciated, but all my episodes are free. So let's begin. We're going to be speaking again about concept aircraft, uh, advanced technological engineering that were officially never created, officially never 
deployed and officially do not exist. Now, we all know that whenever anyone is denying something, they are admitting to it, especially in the covert and secret world of national security that the Cold War produced. And that, like, the Aurelian doublespeak has to be understood that everything is a lie and that includes their positions on what's real and not is fundamentally a lie. And so when they tell you something doesn't exist, they are telling you it does exist. And using that same methodology, because there's no way to escape it, I have to tell you that these things do not officially exist. Because... They don't officially exist. You cannot find anyone in the mainstream aeronautic or aviation community that would, like I believe and like I know to be real, tell you that there are fleets of these, that they were created and deployed very early into the aviation history, well over half a century ago, that they unlocked so many different potentials for society after their successful creation and absolutely unlocked the doors to creating what we know as the UFO phenomenon in its entirety. Um, the secret space program, the Great Awakening, uh, everything from Dark Fleet to Solar Warden, and not just seeing lights in the sky, but absolutely knowing that there are breakaway civilizations and entire uh, populations in the hundreds of millions that live off-planet, and these make it possible for that to occur everything, the colonization, the defense of our planet, the, the uh, equality with extraterrestrial intelligences when it comes to uh, warfare or weapons design, the ability to travel without a limitation on range or speed, anti-gravity, uh, everything from force fields to warp travel is absolutely at our fingertips now. And remember, while this doesn't officially exist, you know, you have individuals like, um, like the head of Lockheed Skunk Works, you know, publicly proclaiming at the end of his career that anything you can imagine we can do, and that we are hundreds of years more advanced than what you can imagine we can do. Like, when you imagine the limit, we are actually hundreds of years past that. At the time he said that, which was the uh, early 90s. And let alone that we could take E.T. back to the stars. And that, you know, it's, it, it's no it's no small 
amount of top-down confirmation of this information if you actually listen to it. Yes, the people have to see it to, to you know, to, to know it's real, but the top is absolutely admitting to it, you know, when you really think who's actually on top, and it's the, the military the industrial entertainment complex. The, the, the military industrial complex morphed into the military entertainment complex and that is absolutely the breakaway civilization um, in its entirety it, it's absolutely something that you know is real and you just can't put your finger on it because it's so it's so powerful and deliberate in our society to understand that yes these top secret bases and, and organizations absolutely exist with above top secret clearances and they live in uh, deep underground military facilities and that they're designing uh, weapons platforms that are highly advanced and, and you know help maintain the domination of the world's populations um, regardless of how elite or limited the inventory of these things are something like the Manhattan Project absolutely confirms the fact that it can be done, that, that people do dedicate this kind of activity in our society to creating super weapons and weapons of mass destruction um, that weren't therefore before considered impossible or, and or just works of science fiction and that it's not contained within borders it's a it's a matter of worldwide collaboration it's uh yes well very elaborate it is obviously the world you're talking about not you're talking about literally the something that controls the entire world and yes obviously it would be complex but it's absolutely very simplified in that fact that you you know you grew up in a system that is so much this that you cannot understand that it is exactly what it is, and that's why we know these things, this information. It's, it's top secret, but we we absolutely do know everything about it. <laughs> it's this thing, it's like, a, it's the Orwellian doublespeak of the, of the military state. That, yes, it's, you know, you were never here, you never saw this, even though you were there and you did see it, you were never there and you did not see anything. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, everything that they tell you and you need to tell them is absolutely a lie. And everyone knows it's a lie because everyone knows this is what they're doing and this is the system. So everyone on top absolutely knows that everyone below them is lying and everyone below them knows that they are lying. That's what I'm saying. So if everyone your whole life is lying to you and you know that you were lying to everybody your whole life, it's a weird phenomenon that you have to be like, hey, maybe everything is a lie. It's like, well, yes, obviously you were so working on it, you forget and you think that's the truth, which is not. And that's the type of... Uh, weird mind game they kind of got pulled people to sigh out but that's being that's being lifted that's being you know the great awakening right and it's all part of it um, due to our extraterrestrial friends and, and just the fact that um, you know can't fool everyone forever is it wouldn't have worked forever on paper so it's it seems to be what I've always said was, was very contradictory to the Beyond Top Secret Texans. Uh, ethics in nature is secret keeping. Um, I actually think it was just a foolish idea from the start. Upfront shows of power and demonstrations of superiority 
are much more effective and easier to do because you don't have to keep the secret. You just are showing people what you got all the time because it's fun and it challenges them. And especially if you're already superior, then what are they going to do about it? <laughs> so, yeah, we got spaceships. What are you going to do about it? And uh, it's like the idea that very Star Wars uh, forward, you know, like just tell them we're going to put nukes in space because we are. And we did. <laughs> we did. You know, like, there's no need to keep secrets. So that's the... Right now, you have that conflict of interest going on with the UAP disclosure thing about... Um, and the Congress and Senate is that people are like, no, we gotta keep our shit secret. And they're like, everyone already knows we got this shit. And, you know, to be honest, it's just easier to tell everybody. And then they're like, no, we... we like, we, we spent so much time keeping it secret that we just can't... You know, we have to spend equally amount of time trying to tell people it like slowly over time but it's like when you break up with somebody but then like you're still like hanging out <laughs> and sleeping over at their house because you just simply don't know where else to go you're like I don't know it's dark outside I usually stay over here <laughs> I don't know it's dark outside I usually stay over here but um we'll get we'll get over it we'll get over the uh the uh, heartbreak of the uh, disillusionment of, of learning that for a century we've been basically the, the accepting the, the fact that the security state didn't have to tell us anything and that there was no watchdog or no um, transparency or no disclosure between what was really going on in the, the quote-unquote civilian experience and that that was you know, ethically wrong. It was, but I mean, America gets over shit like that. It's like how America got over slavery. I mean, it never does, but yeah, it did. Like, it never does, but yeah, it did. Like, you know, no one really, in polite society, it's never brought up. <laughs> like, you know, like, we just don't, I mean, we all we all know it sucked. <laughs> we all know it was stupid. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, that was fucked up. I don't know why anyone did that to anyone. It's like the same thing with a secret. We're just gonna be like, oh, yeah, we kept all this shit secret. And we're like, yeah, it sucked. No one knows why we did that. That was just kind of a bummer. <laughs> it was kind of a bummer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, you know, it's a very serious subject, but that writing is on the wall, and that's what we're going to be doing right now, or speaking about right now, is the technology that doesn't officially exist, and it's, I want to tell it in a chronological way, in a timeline way. Um, so let's get into it. This is the Nazi UFO, the Hanabo. The flying saucer. This is basically where it all began uh, when it comes to, I guess you would call it hardened um, anti-gravity vehicles, exotic vehicles that use exotic propulsions that are high performance, that um, generally run through electrogravitics or manipulations of magnetic fields, typically are nuclear powered or derive some kind of fission or exotic power like high, like mercury and electromagnetic, uh, you know, like torsion and shit like that, like it, torsion fields, um, or even a, a much more sophisticated and complex propeller or VTOL array, which would be about as close to a uh, a conventional 
you know, jet or aircraft that you would uh, see in even the most, you know, sophisticated and modern air forces like of Russia or the U.S. Um, these are the these are all more advanced as projects, uh, but I'll try to give a chronological order of a few. And starting with World War II was the Nazi flying saucer. That program is split between two, De Glocke and the Hanabo. We're going to be speaking about the Hanabo. Uh, De Glocke uh, was a uh, project that was uh, simultaneously run with the Hanabo. Uh, De Glocke is, I would say, more famous, but I would also say less well-known. It's mythic. It's legendary. Uh, the bell. And it had, like, red mercury and power when it generated, like, the plasma field. They didn't know what they were fucking with, so they would stand, like, outside of it, and the plasma field would just, like, knock them out. Like, knock them back and, like, just, like, burn them because it's hot as the sun. And they were starting a plasma field while standing out. It's like locking yourself out of your car. It, you know, like, you're, you're locking it in your outside. You should be inside when the plasma field starts or else you will fry. And it's, it's a force field. They were turning on a force field. The force field was, like, killing the scientists. But this is what I'm saying. So the Glocka was more of a test platform. It's like uh, the stealth fighter, the, the F-117 and uh, the Hav Blue, which was the prototype and concept. So they're the same craft... But one is just like the bare bones, and its code name was the Have Blue, and it became the Stealth Fighter. Afterwards, the Glocka was the test platform, and then it became the uh, the Hanabo. So after their advanced research into the V2 rocket, uh, basically pioneering intercontinental ballistic missiles, the rocket wizardry of the Third Reich. Um, you know, were picked up by both the United States and Russia afterwards. This is how intelligent they were. So this also explains how the Americans and Russians got back into the uh, UFO game, as it were. The creation of flying saucers. Literally creation of flying saucers. Anti-gravity research started in the Weimar Republic in the 1920s. The REZ, the Romeo Echo Zulu, anti-gravity craft was a test platform that resembled a flying saucer, a circular disc with a compartment, crew compartment, stacked onto it like a hat basically like a wide brim hat and it was circular in shape it was not constructed by the German military bypassing the arms embargo treaty but by a private Vril society merely as a scientific and engineering pursuit The book by Rocket to Interplanetary Space 
by Verlant R. Oldenburg describes this process as well as their communication with real entities. In 1927, the Society for Space Travel formed. One of the leading members and founding leaders was Werner von Braun. For those who do not know, Werner von Braun was the genius behind the V2 rocket program and also the leader of NASA. This was taken very seriously by scientists and leaders of the aeronautic and engineering world, especially in Germany, but all across Eastern Europe. In 1928, the first rocket-powered automobile was created by the Society. Developed by Fritz von Opel. Flash forward to 1933, Third Reich seizes power. Taking command of all rocket and engineering programs. nationalizing all the avionics and aeronautic societies. They were convinced that cutting-edge technology, including spacecraft and space programs, would give them a significant military edge. Thus, serious investment into a German space program in the 1930s. Among the designs were the flying wing that they invented, which would become the B-2 Spirit Bomber. The V-2 ballistic missile, which would become intercontinental missiles, as well as the Saturn V rocket program, and all other related rocket programs. He'd be the gracie of the father of that, as well as jet-powered aircraft. As the official fruit of these labors. In 1938, it was confirmed that the Third Reich was building top-secret facilities for housing and testing experimental technologies across all territories, mostly in the mountains. They were called U-plants. 
the Wunderwaffen, or Wonder Weapon programs. Would be linked through massive networks of tunnels and all manual labor done by prisoners. Known prototypes from these projects of weaponization of super weapons were the night vision scope, the vampire, the super tank, the rot and the moss. as well as the America Bomber. Nazi UFOs were officially designed. The paperwork around them is immense with eyewitness accounts, schematics, photographic evidence, but is officially denied by all allied powers although it is heavily suspected that the facilities to construct these were in Poland by the Volker Wolf Company as part of its rotor engineering experiments and it's designed for prototype helicopters. Low profile wingless flying bodies are possible as the flying pancake from the US Navy's experiments and the late stages of propeller-driven aircraft prove. One such design was being experimented on by the Third Reich with a rotor in the middle, no external props or engines, the intake being below and on top of the dorsal, right in the center with the exhaust jets being forked out the rear. These were the very first VTOL aircraft. Designation given to a lot of experimental craft of a circular design. Wundwuchzeug The Diabol, Discus, the Hanabo, the Hanabo Garret, the Feo, Kunovitz, Andromeda Garret, Fuweisens, Gugelwarts, Inzeitflugmaschine, and Flightschuhbreiter, to name a few. I'm sorry I butchered anything in that language.
Why all those code names for something that would not officially exist or be considered? Victor Schroberger, a fascinating scientist and environmentalist, was one of the first whistleblowers of this program and even said they were flying, already flying, physical prototypes near Prague in Czechoslovakia. He said in his confession or report or disclosure, debriefing, that the Third Reich was already working on the circular VTOL discs since 1934. With Adolf Hitler personally fascinated the design. The Beluzo Shriva Meta Discus was the project that he claimed to work personally on. It had a diameter of 6.7 meters, which is 22 feet, and a claimed maximum speed of 2,000 kilometers an hour, or 42,000 miles per hour. With plans to create a disc that could travel twice, twice as fast as that. I remember this scientist who is confessing or giving his disclosure is talking about only the project that he personally worked on. It could reach an altitude of 40,000 meters in less than 10 minutes. He alleges that the Italians were assisting on this engineering project as well. And I've said many times before, the Italians are expert aviators. One of the things they have done exactly correctly throughout the years is keep that a little-known secret. But the Italians are world-class aeronautical engineers. The company was Fiat. The location was Lake Garda for the Italian facilities. In 1950s, Professor... Sorry, in 1950s... Professor Giuseppe Boluzzo, an engineer who had been an economics minister under Mussolini, stated in an interview, remember this is 1950, that the Italians had assisted and the creation of a jet-powered circular aircraft. 
professor declared that the aircraft could take off vertically, utilizing what he termed a spinning force. During the war, it is believed that Allied intelligence uncovered work entitled it Project Fireball. Specifically, the Germans were trying to create an aerial device to confuse radar and electromagnetic currents affecting communications. They also would mention in reports on this project that funds were being diverted to the Google Blitz. which is the round fighter aircraft. A circular aircraft unlike anything in aviation history. This has to have been the Nazi UFO projects. Officially, the story was the Nazis were losing the war and were desperate and trying any crazy idea that they could come up with. This is why it's not taken seriously, even though the amount of elite members of society who were participants in this program, who have come out with it, don't get the respect they need. Because the propaganda has painted the Germans as ineffective and incompetent. Now, we know this to be absolutely unbelievable because it is unbelievable. It is beyond belief. It's, it, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous to think that you can simultaneously be intelligent enough to be a third right and all that that means. And then also that is, a, that is also incompetent and, and why you are suffering this tremendous defeat and disaster at the hands of uh, moralists and like justified uh, contrarians and things like that, like partisan fighters, like the French Resistance. And like I say, like oh, you, you guys, you know, oh, they were they were researching UFO technology. But they were also getting their ass kicked by the French resistance. Like, uh, no, like, they say one of those things is not like the other. And you can't have both. And a lot of it is that people don't want to realize that World War II was a false narrative, as they've been told. The war was absolutely a lie created by the Germans to help justify the fact they were going to escape and leave uh, most of the world behind. And it's been created not in a singular go but over time over generations the story of World War II has morphed into a legend and that's what it is it is a legend it is not reality it is the mythic uh, retellings of uh, you know archetypes and, and anything you want to put into World War II goes into World War II as a type of uh, passion play for the 20th century and it's uh, absolutely 
you know, false. But the truth is that the Germans were creating these technologies. The Germans were creating the space program. The Germans were utilizing their allies in the Axis to help engineer these uh, craft, and they created these craft much earlier than people want to think about. 1934 compared to 1943. You know, like, that that means something, because it's not a last-ditch struggling effort to put money and great manpower and engineering into a project uh, where you're, you know, getting bombed and, and, you know, suffering from a full invasion on two fronts, but when you're actually you know, able to just pursue it as a space program. I mean, America got to the moon in, in that amount of time. Imagine what a very motivated Third Reich could do, let alone bringing in, say, recovered alien craft or uh, outside assistance. But remember that the first official construction for a rounded disc, you know, using vertical lift propulsion was by an occult society in the 1920s who did claim to have contact with extraterrestrials that lived in the center of the Earth. And a member of that society was Werner von Braun, who created the American space program. That is a fact. (laughs) Regardless if you believe what they believe or not, that shit happened. That society existed. Werner von Braun joined them because he believed it or liked them, you know, enough to join them and then went on to become the leader of NASA after being recruited by the Americans in Operation Paperclip. So you can have your cake and eat it too. Either nothing at all of this has happened or the things that did happen are just highly suspicious and overwhelming in in their abundance that point directly to these creation of this craft. The Hanabo and their research. And this is also, yeah, built up by the Canadian agency, or the Canadian intelligence agency, finding plans, actual schematics, when they uh, ransacked and searched Penamunde. Penamunde was the main operating base for the V-2 rocket. And so they actually did find uh, schematics that they turned into the Avro car. And the Avro car is the American UFO. Which, like as I said, everything they say is a lie didn't work very well and was cancelled and never went into official production. Like I said, everything they say is a lie, so it did work, it did fly, and it did go into production. Remember the lie. Canada doesn't have a, a military. That is a lie. <laughs> Canada has a military. And yeah, Canada doesn't have, uh, you know, a defense budget and, and shit like that. They don't have an Area 51. Yeah, they fucking do. Yeah, they fucking do. They got a lot of that shit.
and get into a little bit more modern discussion of uh, these concept aircraft with TR-3B Black Manta. TR-3 Black Manta is possibly the most famous of the top secret non-existent shadow projects. And it comes straight out of a science fiction novel. Can complete high G turns. It's undetectable by radar. And it was designed from the blueprints of captured Nazi blueprint. Of captured Nazi intelligence and Nazi scientists. Uh, you know, it's an exotic anti-gravity pure fucking magic engine. TR-3B Black Manta. He said, a lot of this is PFM, pure fucking magic. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, armchair physicists wanting to know more details, but I can only tell you that it exists. It does fly. You know, don't shoot the messenger. The U.S. military refuses to acknowledge this program. For all intents and purposes, it simply doesn't exist. It's a black triangular shaped plane with a sister ship named the Aurora that I'll be reading after this. An anti-gravity plane, which there's been much speculation, deserves all of our attention. What is meant by anti-gravity? In the case of TR-3 Black Manta, a craft that uses highly pressurized mercury accelerated by nuclear energy, which creates a field of plasma around the craft with an electromagnetic coil at the heart of this reactor that creates an electromagnetic drive reacting with the Higgs boson field on the quantum level, heating the atmosphere around it, providing the needed thrust and lift at a much more efficient than turbine or rocket engine. High energy plasma generates the thrust. It's referred to as a flux liner. Anti-gravity dates back to the later part of World War II. With Operation Paperclip, the knowledge of Hanabo, the Andromeda Garat, and the Glocker became known to NATO and Western forces. These same scientists who had spent decades working on the projects in Europe spent further decades working on the project in the Southwest United States. <laughs> the evolution of their work went from circular disc to triangular disc with agencies like NASA American Institute of Physics and the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astrophysics and the NASA or the, sorry, the Naval Research Laboratory they have all worked on anti-gravity this is a very serious concept in terms of research and development of weaponization 
first put forward by Albert Einstein himself. It is of such huge interest to the military that price is of no option. Reducing the density and weight of aircraft to near zero would unlock godlike powers in aviation. Needing only the points of the triangle to contain the exhaust, quote unquote exhaust, of this flux liner drive, it would be able to direct itself and achieve maneuverability unmatched by any vector thrust engine. It would also be able to direct itself without the need for moving flight surfaces, reducing the need for its radar signature, making it naturally excellent for stealth, being able to sneak into any airspace by any country. The Flying Triangle has been seen many times flying over the domestic United States, especially the Southwest Deserts, specifically Antelope, California, and China Lake, as well as Area 51, Edwards, Edward, uh, Edwards Air Force Base, and U.S. Plant 42 infamous for being right next to LAX. Popular mechanics writ, or wrote that flying saucers were being replaced by the black triangle. And they were correct. As the black manta is just the catch-all term, such so stealth fighter is the catch-all term, and the blackbird is a catch-all term for those platforms. regardless of their specific designation or status as an experimental plane or not. The U.S. government, specifically its agency, the CIA, in 2013 disclosed Area 51 as a top-secret testing facility. Therefore, basically admitting to having responsibility for these crafts. A witness of such crafts named Steve Douglas claimed to have recorded the craft on film in 1994 while attempting to capture stealth fighters over Air 51. Douglas witnessed this again at White Sands, New Mexico. Thus, the Black Triangle flap began. Also, this same year, Bascom Down in England had a reported flight crash or plane crash that warranted a top secret response as an unidentified, small, twin-tail stealth fighter crashed at 11 p.m. that day. 
The debate rages whether it was an Aurora or a TR-3B Black Manta. Eerily enough, this is only nine kilometers away from Stonehenge. And was ferociously denied by the US and the UK alike. It has been rumored that the aircraft was first used in combat in the Gulf War. 1991, and has been used in war zones since then, over Iraq and Afghanistan, being seen by many uniformed personnel. National Investigation Sorry, no one thing. National Institute of Discovery Science, NIDS, has cataloged a number of these black triangle sightings over a number of years and released these reports as having been most intense between 1990 and 2004. often deployed over densely populated areas, such as major United States cities or urban areas of Europe. There is even a patent on this design officially in writing. Issued by the United States Patent Office, issued to the United States Navy, collectively known as the anti-gravity patents, they were given to the United States Navy for a triangular aircraft they're 20 meters long. The creator was Salvatore Cesar Pius, an American aerospace engineer who now works for the United States Air Force. His 99 PhD thesis research was titled Bubble Generation Under Reduced Gravity Conditions for Both Co-Flowing and Cross-Flow Configurations. One of the issued patents was put forth in 2018, titled Craft Using an Inertial Mass Reduction Device. These are available online on Google Patents. The abstract explains that the patent is for the following. A craft The abstract states for the patent for the following. A craft using a complex inertial induction device comprised of an inner resonant wall, an outer resonant cavity, and microwave emitters. The electro electrically charged outer wall 
and the inner resonant cavity wall create a resonant cavity for the microwave emitters achieve a resonant cavity causing the resonant cavity to vibrate in an accelerated mode and create a localized polarized vacuum outside the cavity wall. It describes a completely functional anti-gravity aircraft complete with diagrams with a black triangle, three quote exhaust areas for the thrusting of plasma to be basically uh, directed and an interior internal flux drive exactly as described as the archetypical black triangle there are four known fundamental forces they control matter and they control energy strong nuclear weak nuclear electromagnetic and gravity in this hierarchy of forces, the electromagnetic force is perfectly positioned to manipulate the other three. A stationary electromagnetic charge gives rise to an electromagnetic field. The patent also goes on to mention quantum field theory, hyperfrequency, gyrational, hyperfrequency, vibrational, electrodynamics, the Casimir effect, the Lamb shift, and spontaneous emissions. This would naturally be controversial to those who both think that mankind is incapable of producing anti-gravity at this juncture or that all extraterrestrial craft or all UFOs sighted are purely extraterrestrial craft designed by an extraterrestrial intelligence. In fact, the greatest reason why it should upset people who are hearing this is not because it challenges their worldview for what is possible, but almost proves that what we have been given is already obsolete. That what we know is antiquated. That we are using obsolete technologies to not only maintain our daily needs in terms of aviation for travel and for uh, logistics but also to fight wars and to provide for the national defense that research is being um, purposely obscured from the public and has been for the last uh, century and that there is no sign or, or impulse for, for any real application of this technology beyond the top secret world of military reconnaissance planes and other DARPA related um, purposes that the Pentagon has the sole monopoly on this technology
And it truly is incredible what we already have. But yeah, the TR-3B. Go check out the paddocks. Go check out these sightings and the videos. And of course, you can always decide for yourself. But the TR-3B is absolutely true. The only question is... Where is it now? Some things will never change. This plane doesn't exist. This plane doesn't have the ability to fly past Mach 6. This plane cannot fly over 130,000 feet in altitude. This plane does not have a critical pulse wave detonation engine tearing across the sky. According to the United States government, this plane is not real. And what I'm saying is just a fantasy of conspiracy theorists. Those conspiracy theorists have compiled enough amateur intelligence gathering to rival many nations' intelligence capabilities in regards to collecting data, documentation, sightings, and evidence to confirm the existence of this craft although have been yet unsuccessful in their pursuits as far as the United States government is concerned. This is the top secret Aurora Black Triangle. At the end of the SR-71 spy program in the 90s, United States of America was left without a active duty spy plane. Waiting on the development of the SR-72, the official stance is that the United States government and its many different organizations do not have a reconnaissance aircraft on active duty. That is until the official deployment of the SR-72. And for the last 30 years, they want you to think that the United States has flowed blind with that position filled with spy satellites in orbit or have they there are many reports of strange triangle aircraft flying high above the United States airspace and even over active duty war zones 
Little is known as sightings are brief with unique contrails being produced by triangular craft on cloudless days. It's because of this that the aircraft is known to be able to fly at over 130,000 feet. And crews at around 90,000 feet on average. This high altitude, signature characteristic of the craft, is the most obvious thing about it with the second being its tremendous top speeds being recorded and estimated to have traveled Mach 6 and above have been reported by observers on the ground. This would lead to the logical conclusion that the aircraft would either be powered by a ramjet or scramjet as the SR-72 is believed to be utilizing or a very unique propulsion known as the pulse wave detonation engine using small detonations of fuel to push the aircraft forward constantly chain reacting until acceleration reaches cruising speed this gives the very distinct visual pattern of smoke rings quote unquote smoke rings connected through contrails like donuts on a rope it's very very different from normal aircrafts and their contrails jet engines and turbine engines operate on deflagration of fuel which is a rapid and continuous combustion of fuel. The combustion of the pulse detonation of fuel takes place so rapidly the charge of fuel and air mix doesn't take time to expand. So it takes place at a constant volume producing a more efficient propulsion than open flow designs. The open cycle designs like gas turbines leading to greater fuel efficiency and higher top speed. Being able to fly at higher altitudes than any air defenses at faster rates than the SR-71 with far less fuel. 
This would bridge the gap between the slower drones currently being used, such as the Global Hawk and spy satellites, and can be piloted with the same drone technology by the same drone operators or with pilots allowing for the options at the discretion of the agencies utilizing them. Its skin is theorized being made of a hybrid titanium material lined with heat-resistant thermal panels, the same as the space shuttle, thus giving it a black exterior image. It would also be able to carry weapon systems, much like the SR-72 was able to carry weapon systems, and their converted ox cart platforms in the YF-12 model to make a hypersonic fighter interceptor an effectively nuclear missile platform a nuclear weapons platform I would also suggest that this was in conjunction with the developed laser weaponry that companies like Raytheon have been researching since the late 80s. And not just conventional supersonic and hypersonic missile payload. The proof for such an aircraft is plentiful. The term Aurora was being used by military theorists and analysts since the late 80s and speculations as to the replacement for the SR-71 Blackbird. The early 90s were the first official sightings of the Black Triangular craft, but the first sighting was in 1989 in the North Sea by a British engineer and veteran of the Royal Air Force, the RAF, who was able to take a photograph of a black triangular craft being escorted by two American fighters as it refueled flying over the oil rig he was stationed at. The British government investigated the matter and was officially told by the United States that no such craft existed. Sonic booms over much of the Pacific coast were reported from 1991 and onwards. 
with no known match to any known aircraft being concluded by the civil authorities to investigate such matters. These were believed to be the Aurora as it deployed from bases in the Mojave. Traveling at speeds from Mach 4 to Mach 5 off the coast with the sonic booms being heard as they traveled inland. The donuts on the rope began being photographed across America in 1992. A citizen radio operator was able to record radio transmissions and communications between an AWACS, U.S. Navy AWACS radio, or radar operational plane and a, a reconnaissance plane and a mysterious unknown aircraft called Dark Star November and Dark Star Mike. They reported their flight path at being well over 70,000 feet in altitude at the speeds of Mach 5. There is even video of the Aurora. If you were to believe, a Area 51 enthusiast named Chuck Clack, who claims to have recorded the craft taking off after three days of reconnaissance on Area 51. He described as 130 feet long, approximately. A sharp, triangular shape. And jet black. Matching descriptions so far. In his words, it's a legitimate spy plane. My purpose is not to give away legitimate national defense. When they get ready to unveil it, I'll probably release the tape afterwards. Does the war exist? Years of pursuits have led me to believe that yes, Aurora is most likely an active development spurred on by recent advances that have allowed technology to reach the levels where it is no longer dangerous to operate craft of this high performance. Nothing exists in a vacuum and I absolutely believe 
that the projects that were created in the Weimar Republic in the 1920s have produced the craft that we are currently utilizing in the shadow world. 100%. I'm confident that these are flying and currently being deployed. And that when we discuss hypersonics and nation's hypersonic arms race, we need to understand that this is exactly what they are referring to. Is the creation of hypersonic craft with the unsaid subtext being anti-gravity as well as metamaterials and exotic drives such as pulse drive and flux liner technology And that is just a small tip of the iceberg of the Black Project programs that are said to not exist, but which I am very confident do exist. In fact, I have compiled a list that you, if you researched it, may have your eyes open just to how extensive the USA Super Weapons Program currently is with the Black Project programs being well-funded in our ever-increasing defense budgets. Still capable of flying the YouTube Dragon Lady is absolutely still viable as a platform and I believe they never retired it and keep it in active duty service in the Middle East and in South America. The F-117 Nighthawk serves as an example as to the top secret research and development programs called Skunk Works and how well they can keep a secret. I would also like to put forward that its operational life was almost a decade longer than they are willing to disclose starting in the 80s and that in the project which is not a secret, began in the 1960s.
even though it's disclosed now and part of the white world already being retired the lessons that it, that it gives us and what it proves should never stop shocking the same as the B2 spirit bomber the B2 spirit bomber is in your face and so you lose the sense of wonder and the miracle of what it is it's the flying wing that was originally created by the third reich it is a incredibly advanced technological construction of platform like no other in an aircraft that still has a lot of secrets in its operation rumored first and foremost to utilize anti-gravity through the generation of a plasma field that reduces its weight allowing it to carry an amazing amount of weapons payload while still maintaining its ability to fly and its aer- without the need for strict aerodynamics. The SR-71 is much in the same way. And while it's been generationally indoctrinated into us as Americans to accept the fact that our military can accomplish such feats, it's purely science fiction being constructed over exotic materials such as titanium and able to achieve speeds of Mach 3 consistently in its operations. And also having many different versions of itself being explored and created by the CIA as a weapons platform for a government intelligence agency not a military one. Imagine that anyone with deep enough pockets could field an SR-71 Blackbird. A drone version and a fighter jet version were created. The fighter jet version being known as the YF-12 made by Lockheed in its time it was able to intercept anything with nothing able to match its speed and strike at any target around the world with a payload of missiles potentially carrying chemical or nuclear weapons. Now that's what we know has flown. And researching that will prove to you the power of the Black Projects. Now these legendary aircraft are the ones that have only hypothetically been proposed. and are controversial in their very mention, but that we, as rational and logical investigators of a top-secret military state, understand to trust our eyes when things are flying right over our heads.
the Convair Kingfish could fly at Mach 3.2 at over 90,000 feet. The Convair could fly higher and faster than the Blackbird. And even possess weapons payloads for nuclear payloads. The official reason why it didn't come to fruition was the fears of Soviet Union spying and the politics against Convair as a company within the military-industrial complex. The SR-72, known as the Dark Star, can travel at speeds over Mach 7. It's the future of spy technology. Traveling between hemispheres in an hour, or traveling across hemispheres in an hour, and outrunning anything else that flies. It is twice as fast as the original 71, SR-71 Blackbird. The Aurora Black Triangle. Which we covered earlier. max altitude of 135,000 feet. And a potential top speed of around Mach 6 approximately. various flying saucer programs like the Avro car the Hanabo as previously and earlier mentioned various other disc shaped aircraft pioneered by the United States Air Force Specifically, VTOL platforms of unorthodox natures such as personal infantry flying platforms and craft and lunar lander type designs as pioneered by Howard Hughes and Hughes Industries. The TR-3B Black Manta that we covered. And for more real, quote unquote real, popular mechanics level real, platforms. Check out the B-21 Raider, future replacement of the B-2 Spirit, 
next generation bomber has the same body plan and fuselage plan of it with a much more advanced internal avionics system. It is going to be a much superior intercontinental nuclear bomber. Six B-21s have been manufactured since 2022. With 200 to be built and put into service over the next 20 years. The Lockheed Martin RQ-170 Sentinel which is an autonomous drone constructed to serve as both a fuel tanker and reconnaissance craft operational from aircraft carriers deployed either for the Marines or the U.S. Navy. Revealed to the world in 2017 in Afghanistan, it was originally shot down in 2011 by Iran in Afghanistan. The United States of America denied that the RQ-170 existed or was being deployed for six years. The RQ-180 stealth drone is also a drone worth searching for, as is the Fire Scout, which is a drone helicopter. These are the future drones to take over the bulk of operational deployment, replacing the Predator, the Global Hawk. In those roles, moving forward into the 21st century. The activity and research of top secret aircraft has not diminished, it has not been reduced due to the end of the Cold War. It has increased It has increased, and it is even more secretive, because now there are no chances of a competition between whistleblowers, military watchdogs, and the government and its secret agencies for Operation Mockingbird has basically made the entire news and, and journalist industry in the Western world a fifth column to keep national secrecy. So unless it's citizens and civilians like ourselves who are going to take the responsibility of pursuing and investigating and gathering the evidence to make the claims against the denials of the Pentagon and the military industrial complex. Then there's gonna be no one else to do so. 
and we can either accept their absolute lies and, and, and secret keeping to our face or we can push for disclosure we can push for the revelation of these technologies to open them up for our own education and empowerment as a civilization and not merely being the monopoly of the Pentagon the CIA or Lockheed Martin Thank you for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank you very much for listening to me speak about these top secret aircraft, their characteristics, and their history. Follow me on all my social media, as well as... Feel free to listen to the archives of episodes covering a wide range of subjects, but promising, unique, and authentic investigations, opinions, and perspectives, as well as theories, hypotheses. and conclusions thank you all very much iron sharpens iron a friend sharpens a friend remember link tree slash beyond top secret texting can bring you to all the social media links all the platform for the podcast sites you can pick your preference telegram groups up there etc thank you very much please rate this a five star we appreciate that immensely Share it on your pages, your social media, or with your friends, or online, on Reddit, etc. Really, really cannot cannot say how much we appreciate that, and I appreciate that, and how much that helps me and my channel grow, and to get out there, and to, you know, continue to grow. It, it's absolutely more than I could ever ask for. The fact that I, I know you guys do that, I know you guys are sharing, I know you guys are helping me out. Uh, really, it makes my it just makes my, my confidence soar and everything. So thank you very much for that. And if you haven't already, you know, simple, simple share, a simple uh, repost, a simple retweet, a simple follow, a simple like, you know, free for you, one click, and that helps me out, helps out. In the bigger picture, everything helps out in small amounts. So thank you very much. Uh, Namaste and Shalom. Peace out.